Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. Uh, We're reporting live from Trade and Lore. Not the one off of Davidson, but the one off of... The one in Belmont, not... Louise. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, if you hear any background noise, that's just the world. Yeah, it's new background noise. Yeah. We're not used to... It's not our living room background noise. It's coffee shop background noise. Yeah, so you hear birds chirping, babies crying... You know, someone being stabbed. We're at Trade and Lore. a dog fight, you know. A dog fight. You know how it goes down here. All right. Uh, Quick update. What's the last thing we talked about? Do you remember? I think keeping it casual. Oh, yeah. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I recall now. Yeah. I think that was our last episode. Yeah. In a while. How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling podcast ready right now? Yeah. That's good. How about yourself? You're waiting for that caffeine? Once drip? that caffeine comes in, I'm going to be a monster on the mic. Okay. Speaking of mic microphones, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not following me yet on the social media, I am what you would call um, an amazing stand-up comic. So um, if you follow me on social media, you can get a little whiff what I've been serving out there to the public. Uh, some of my comedy. It's been pretty dope. Yeah, and learn about upcoming shows. Yeah. Learn about what I got going on next if you're in the Charlotte area. Or once I start branching out, which will be soon, I'll be coming to a city near you. Performing stand-up comedy. You can come out and support. Hang out. We can take photos. You can tell me about your favorite episode of Queen City Poly. All that good jazz. Um, I recently got some backlash. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, me being my typical, you know, I'm trying to be an edgy comic. Not even edgy. I'm just trying to be witty. Right? You're trying to be... I want to talk about what's the topic of the day, right? I want to talk about real issues. Right. And the topic of the day just happened to be the Alabama... And you just like puns way too much. Yeah, I'm a pun, pun guy. And no one thinks you're serious when you're saying a pun. Right. So, uh, yeah, I made a pun joke about the Alabama abortion band. And it wasn't in... Like, I wasn't, like, trying to mock anybody or anything. It was just... I was using a word that is typically used with abortions and a word that would be used uh, in like a rally of some sort. Mm-hmm. And it rubs some people the wrong way, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people blocked me. But I guess it comes with trying to be funny, I guess. Yeah, and you're reading, you're reading that uh, awesome book yeah, right now. I'm going to finish that today or at least put a good dent in it before I, I go to my show tonight at Legion. So Right. So you're getting your woke cards up on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning a lot about women's right that. to choose. Yeah. Women y'all have it rough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like every year I learn something new and I'm just like, God damn it. 
So you're learning that being an ally and being a comedian are, are very hard to do at the same time. Well, yeah, especially when people don't know you. Right. Because they the, don't assume that's coming from a yeah a revolutionary place of hell yeah I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Because the comics and especially the lady comics that know me, they were just like, oh, I'm in full support of this joke. Like this helps us deal with this BS or whatever. But I guess people that don't know my style of comedy or like know that I'm not. A, like misogynist whatever they and I think it was just the times like there was like so many other people making jokes about it that it was just like god damn it like one more abortion joke I'm tired of this shit yeah it just you know? so it's that last yeah, straw yeah it's the last straw and the fact that it was effective like it was like a, an effective joke like I think if it was like I don't know like I feel like if it was a bad joke like it might not got as much. I don't know. That's worse sometimes. I mean, you missed the mark completely. You missed the mark and mm. you're joking about something that's serious to I figured people. since I got so much support from the joke that people were like, well, I have to... Yeah, but I think we've also learned that the jokes don't really come across the same way uh, over text. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sweet babies. Yeah, take a photo of this latte. Yeah, these lattes are beautiful. Y'all gotta come out to trade more on Louise. Don't take a picture of me. <laughs> in my morning you glory. You got your hands in it. I'm just so excited about it. Yeah. All right. But enough about me and my lame abortion jokes. We got polyamory to talk about. Those are my excited hands. <laughs> excited for latte hands. Yeah, so there's this situation that someone was in recently, and we wanted to give you all a rundown of their question and their, 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 what they're going through right now. And, uh, you know, yours truly, Coach K and Brian O'Neill are going to say what we would say if, if they were asking it only to us and let our listeners know how we feel about this situation. So here goes. This person writes, So I've been chatting with this guy for a total of 12 days and we've been on one date. I talk nonstop all day long with him and we seem to have a real spark. I'm going to his house tomorrow night. There will be sex and I'm very happy about that. Right? (laughs) He knows I'm polyamorous, married with kids, and has been on one date in between our date so he's keeping his options open too my dilemma is that my husband thinks I should get clarification about where he wants this to go before I sleep with him I personally am not too worried about it and would like to just see where it goes my husband thinks it may lead to heartache for me as I seem to really connect with him and might be upset if he only wants a one night thing has anyone been in a similar situation, or do you have any advice for me? 
now the question is, where do we stand in this? And I think what you gotta like understand is that she is an adult, right? She is. And it seems like she's willing to take the risks mm-hmm. for the dick. Right. <laughs> And it sounds like what I'm hearing is that the husband is not trying to block her from this penis, but she he's more concerned mm-hmm. that uh, of her feelings, her feelings getting hurt. Uh, and he thinks some sort of situation can be avoided by having more conversation about where this all is going. After a total of one date, and before they've slept together. I was about to say, isn't that the cliche, uh, the movie theme is when the the girl acts too early, where is this going? And then the guy is, is like, you know, freaks out. Yeah. I feel like it, but in the rom-coms, it, it's like they're both asking where this is going, like, way too early. They're like, oh, and we're in love. Yeah. After, like, the first level of eye contact. So... You think this scenario fits the bill? Like, she seems like. I mean, the guy seems like the guy that she's gonna sleep with. Mm-hmm. He is. Is he polyamorous, or is he just a single guy? He seems like he's a single guy, not opposed to polyamory, but also seems, I would guess, new because she didn't. I feel like she would have mentioned he was polyamorous, but she did say that you know he's not getting overly attached to her. Yeah. He's he got on he went on another date in between their date with yeah. someone else, so he's trying out this still dating and being open thing. Mm. Communicating with her and not putting all his eggs in one basket with her. Either. Seems seems like it's all good. Um Yeah, the striking part about this this question is really the fact that She's fine with the date and the communication and Mm -hmm. the sex plans. And so is the guy she's dating. And her husband is just meddling right now. Because he cares about her feelings. That's nice. Then, but wouldn't you just bring it up to like, like, so if I, if if the situation were reversed and Mm -hmm. I felt that way about someone you were dating and I was like, oh, I just want to know where this is going because I feel like you're gonna get hurt um I wouldn't I don't think I would say like you should ask for clarification I would say I would just ask you like hey what if this doesn't go right or like are you scared of this not going right or what if this person only wants one night is this gonna really hurt you And just kind of gauge, like, how you're feeling and if you're prepared for different scenarios because we can't predict the future. Instead of asking me to ask the lady... Yeah, or even... Or even... I wouldn't even, uh... Make it a suggestion. I wouldn't even say... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say any you shoulds or... Why don't you find out or any of that shit. I would just kind of say... Are you worried about this? Are you worried about this? Cool. Like, I don't... Like, because it's all about how you feel, and if you're feeling good... Because at the end of the day, like, anyone can hurt our partners. And they can do a lot of shitty things that we don't think about. That we never anticipated. 
you know, when you went for a date, you know, months ago, I didn't know you were going to come home broken up with over some bullshit. I couldn't have, like, guessed that was how that relationship was going to end. It's a real life scenario? Yeah. You mean like a year ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. You said like a few months ago. I was like, who is that? Going? Did I say months ago? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I was being vague <laughs> for our listeners that know uh, yeah. our lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but you know, like there's just things, I mean, I can't protect you from all the hurt in your relationships with other people. I can't protect you with how sh- shitty people are going to be. I can't protect you with how unpredictable people are going to be. You know, I don't think she's doing anything unsafe. I feel like she's talking to him. She had a first date yeah. with him. He's going on other dates. They planned a sex date. I mean, that's her body. I feel like, you know, if her husband was going to do the same thing, I feel like she would just be like, all right, have fun. I hope it works out. Mm. I don't know why he's so concerned. You think there's some past trauma there with her getting hurt by men? I mean, but that's still her shit to deal with, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he can be there and support her and be like, hey, like, I hate that you fall apart every time. Mm-hmm. Shit doesn't work out. But, uh... And I can't be there for you every time because it's, like, really draining for me. Maybe you need a therapist to help you through this. Whatever it is, like, you know, he can negotiate his boundaries with how he feels about the support he needs to give or, or express concerns that she's, you know putting yourself in these situations but at the end of the day like it is a unpredictable world and people do get hurt mm-hmm. and you can't protect yourself from that and I don't see anything in this scenario that she's doing that is just throwing herself into a fire she's in a new relationship there's a lot of unknowns that's part of dating like I don't see anything I don't see anywhere in here her being irresponsible with her own heart no yeah she doesn't sound like she's in this like she has this fantasy or whirlwind about like being swept off her feet or anything or it doesn't sound like she's gone off the deep end like I did back when <laughs> <laughs> I was going through the early stages of NRE you know she sounds like She's got a good head on her shoulders. It's just, it's almost like, and I hate to compare it to children, but I think it's, but I think that's the closest way I can compare it as far as like loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's say you got like a 16 year old, right? And they're, they're, they love like this person, they're in love, they're like, or whatever, and you know it's gonna go to shit, but like you can't right. tell the kid right. that gotta let them experience like you just see how incompatible they are and you're right. like this is never gonna yeah, work like, this is not gonna work and um yeah you know well and it's kind of like when your best friend dates someone you know they're not gonna work out but yeah. you know maybe as adults you can a little bit more kind of be like hey what about this this and this thing and push depending on your relationship with that best friend but at the end of the day unless they're in serious you know, physical or emotional harm's way, mm-hmm. you really have to let people make their own decisions because they're not going to leave until they're ready anyway. Um, and, you know, as a friend, a lot of time you just kind of have to be there for it and just, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I hope it works out for you, even if you think it's going to go to shit. Because at the end of the day, you're not in their relationship. He's not, you know, the husband's not the one texting this guy. He didn't go on the date with him. You're not in it. Yeah, he doesn't know what's... 
conversations are being had or what's step what the, the vibe fuck, you know, is like. Step the fuck back. And I mean, yes, you're married to this person, but that doesn't mean you get to be in her relationships. Part of polyamory is like she gets to have separate relationships. She can inform you about like what's going on and and do that sort of thing. But I don't think you have. It seems very entitled to be like, well, this is my wife and I want to protect her. I think that's a that's a mask for something not as nice. It seems controlling to me. Well, let's... I like to err on the side of he had the best intentions when he said that. He might have the best intentions, but I'm just saying, like, especially if you're married and you feel really connected to someone in that way, there is this sense of ownership and partnership you have with somebody, and you need to be on the lookout for those tendencies that are very natural and you know well-intentioned of wanting the best for your partner and wanting to protect your partner and you have to guard against those those motives you have of of really getting in the way of of your partner's autonomy i think you need to guard your partner's autonomy the same way you guard their you know not wanting them to get hurt what if she asked husband's input then then I would go back to my standard advice on giving advice he shouldn't tell her what to do he should say if it were me I would like clarification on whether or not this was a one night thing or not or how he felt or how this person felt about me and if this was going to be casual or serious I like getting clarification before I sleep with someone and make them I statements because at the end of the day it's still her life and her decision and what he would do is irrelevant if she's asking your opinion to be like well this is what I would do if it were me Hmm. also fuck apple weather that just lies to me every time I try to plan my walk I told you it was gonna rain there were clouds with zero raindrops the entire day that typically means it's gonna rain all day (laughs) motherfucker it's not raining I don't mind the drizzle. It's a drizzle. I don't mind this, but I feel like there's more. <laughs> I don't trust that it's just going to be this. But if it is, that's cool. Well, what do clouds mean, right? Don't clouds mean there's something in there? I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know. but uh, The darker the cloud, the more likely it is. I don't to know. I, I come from a place where you can have a cloudy day with zero rain. Well, that's that northeastern witchcraft stuff, though. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I just think Salem witch trials are everything I think Northeastern. Like. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of strong women, so there's plenty of witches up there. Um, it seems like London right now. It does. Every time I see like videos or pictures of London, it's always cloudy. I don't know why. Yeah, if it were London, it'd be like 20 degrees colder at least, though. Mm. It would be like. Maybe that should be our next stop, London. Yeah, that'd be dope. I can meet some more of these black people that don't sound like me. That shit was weird. <laughs> it's like, why do you talk like that? Wow. <laughs> That's always fun. But you don't think it's it's a dangerous, it's a slippery slope to to interact with your spouse about this sort of thing in that way of like asking for too much advice or giving advice when it's not being asked because it doesn't sound like she asked him for advice at all. Yeah. definitely can be a slippery slope like do you guard what how you talk to me when because obviously like if i go on a date or something you might have feelings or you might feel a way about what i'm doing or my decisions or 
and you might have questions or concerns, but I feel like you're not saying everything that comes in your head. No, I definitely don't. I give you, like, the time, space, opportunity to explore those relationships on your own without my interference. You know, if anything, it's just more of my support. Right. Of you cultivating those uh, relationships. But, I mean, I feel like, isn't it part of our duties as partners and friends and all that to, like... To notify any red flags. Yeah, but there's zero red flags here. Like, he's being extra. Not to us, but maybe to him. No, by anyone's standards. Like, we are the authority. It's our podcast. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> by anyone's standards, nothing is happening. And the other the other piece of this, this, uh, this scenario that I wanted to bring up to you is this whole idea of asking people where this is going way too early on Mm. or kind of you know putting a relationship in a box too early yeah gotta like like they haven't even slept together what if the sex is bad maybe the sex is bad and she only wants it to be one time it's true or maybe they go on a second date and he says something and she's like actually I don't even want to have sex with him and she revokes that consensual encounter that she thought she was going to have and they don't even have sex when they go on the second date what happens when the sex is good? What if the sex is great and then he turns out to be crazy misogynist asshole? Mm. You don't know him. You've been on one date and you talk to him on, over text. So many things can unfold. I feel like you can't put him in any sort of box in terms of long-term, short-term, casual yet. Even if you wanted to. Even if uh, you're both on the same page about it. Even if... Hell, if I go out on a date with some dude and we both agree it's going to be a one-time thing, that could change after we have sex. We can be like, well, that was a lot of fun and I don't want it to be one time anymore. Like, it's all up in the air when you have relationships with people. And I feel like trying to nail down what it is and define it so early and Mm -hmm. try to put labels on it, like, right off the bat. Like, you need time to get to know people. It's nice to know what people's intentions are in terms of what they think they might want. Yeah. But as we learned when we started dating, those go out the window when you meet someone sometimes. Mm. You know, you thought you were looking for one thing. I thought I was looking for one thing. Then we meet each other, and it was something we didn't anticipate. Yeah, one thing leads to another, and kind of builds upon it. Or You don't yeah. know what the vibe is going to be like until you're in it. Right, and then, and then you know, you got all those NRE hormones in your body. And then you got to just kind of slow down a little bit and wait out some of those feelings and yeah. experiences and get to know someone better and make decisions kind of slowly and carefully in that first year especially. Yeah. Year and a half. So they say. I mean, I've had NRE-ish feelings going on, too, sometimes. Right about two is, I think, the cutoff of it really being NRE anymore. But, mm-hmm. yeah, for some people it's six months done. For some people it's two years. Like, anywhere in between that is a really... Do you think distance has a place a part in that? Absolutely. I feel like you get a similar rush as you do as NRE when you have, like a long distance partner that you see like when you see him it's like that Mm -hmm. explosive whatever 
which is why when people are in a long distance relationship that six month when they do like go to the same city again and they start living together or Mm. are in the same city again those six months after they are in the same city again are some of the most precarious like that's when a lot of those relationships just fall right break down because it's a very hard transition to manage yeah and you make all these plans about how you're gonna live together and how it's gonna you're gonna get engaged or married or start a family or whatever and Mm. you know you should really maybe just try being in the same city for a little bit because even if you've been together a really long time it's different when you're when they're right there it is it is that's why I like laugh when people I don't laugh well I kind of laugh I can't (laughs) when people like leave someone for someone they're cheating on with oh yeah Uh I'm like yo that relationship is not gonna be the same not at all not at all it is not that's a known thing too. Esther Pearl talks about that in her books on infidelity and and just talking about how some people want to be the mistress; they don't want to be the yeah. wife, yeah, or vice versa, whatever it is. Some people like the the in and out. Yeah, there's songs about it now. Like people are embracing this, you know. Yeah. And it's not a. I don't think it's a bad thing. I actually think the, phone, the speaker's over here. Oh, sorry. I was attractive lady was walking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that noise? Yeah. Yeah, we're also uh, by a dump truck. <laughs> That's not a dump truck. That's a garbage truck. Well, garbage truck. Excuse me. My grandfather had a dump truck. Well, it has all truck. the, you know, characteristics. The diesel sound. Yeah, the characteristics of a dump truck. It's a garbage truck. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how you meditate? Yes. Yeah, what is that? Is there some, like, police scenario we don't know about up there? It's like a loudspeaker of some kind. Yeah, is there a standoff going on? Ladies and gentlemen, you may be witnessing a live standoff in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have no Charlotte's Twitter isn't up-to-date enough to tell me these things. I always thought, people always talk about how they learned about something on Twitter or, like, bombs are going I don't think you're on Twitter like, enough to... I, I just don't know how to get to the threads of that neighborhood or something. Like, how do you... It's usually, it's usually trending. So when you go to your like search and it's like no, trending, but Charlotte. Like, what about like the the t- the smaller town thing? Like what? Do you follow any news? I do, but like news isn't always news isn't really the quickest. I'm talking about like some bad car accident happens in our neighborhood, right? Okay. And we kind of hear it. Okay. How do I find that shit on Twitter? I don't think you would find that on Twitter. You would find that on, like, that Nextdoor app. All right, shots fired. Anything? Nextdoor app, probably. Yeah, there are a bunch of creepy motherfuckers over there. I don't think Twitter really is, like, the place for that type of thing. It used to be before Nextdoor. It used to be. That was, the ho- that was the hope or something probably. for some people. That it would turn into that. But I feel like not enough people tweet like that. People tweet, but it's usually... I mean, you got to really be in the... Like, you, Twitter's like a... It's like a... I don't have time. It's for like that. a social group. It's like if you're not in it like daily, you don't know who the players are. Yeah, I don't got time for that. You know, you got to know who the who's who with the tweets. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be in the the mix. Yeah, got to be in the mix. All right, where are we at here? All right. Well, 
feel like we covered quite a bit of ground with this. Um, I haven't had a chance to play devil's advocate here. Have I? I kind of got on the side of the guy and said, uh... You did a bit. If you were a woman... If I were a woman... And this was your husband. And that was my husband. How would you feel? I would feel like he's doing that like I'm man I have to uh, take care of my family and I want to everyone wants their family to feel less pain as possible right mm-hmm. people always say that when they grow up that's your hair it's a dog hair I think okay. I got that uh, everyone says right my kid's not gonna grow up with this my they're never gonna feel this right and never yeah not feel loved or something right so this guy i would imagine is doing the same thing with his wife. hey knock it off some doggy commentary there i don't see a dog i don't either but charlie feels something <laughs> um, he can sense it he can all right, so even even when you try to step into a woman's point of view, you're just psychoanalyzing your man. That's what you're doing. I know. I feel like it doesn't come from a place. Be be the woman. Be the wife right now. <laughs> all right. Die. Come on. How do you feel when your husband's like? I think you should ask him where this is going. Because you're gonna get hurt. I think he's telling me. That I can't manage my own feelings. Oh yeah, I like it. Good job, love. <laughs> That's how I would feel, motherfucker. I am fine, <laughs> and it's hard because you love him, right? Hopefully, yeah. mm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, not of course, but you not know. of course. Hopefully, we like to assume. Anytime someone's married, I always assume they love each other. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting like assumption, to... but yeah, benefit. You're you're a glass half full kind of guy i'm optimistic when it comes to other people anyway i'm optimistic (laughs) what's a word that optimistic optimist prime optimist i'm trying to find a word that rhymes with optimist or with an o i'm optimist oscar okay okay i believe except when it comes to myself yeah i was gonna say (laughs) when it comes to myself it's half empty life is tragedy everything around me is bleak we're working on that. More self-love meditation, man. Um, yeah, no, that, that's the general... That, that's my first gut reaction to this to this question is... Is, dude, like, give your wife her autonomy back. She's a grown woman. And this isn't your relationship with her. This is her relationship with others. I.e., you're not in it. And I think that if the situation were reversed you would find her doing the same thing to you kind of naggy and annoying like i'm good stop worrying about me stop mothering me whatever whatever if if i'm sitting there like i think you should check if i'm like that in to your relationships of like you should ask her this and what about this and i mean yeah you respect my opinion but i feel like you respect my opinion with that sort of stuff because i don't say that kind of shit all the time yeah i kind of like hold it in until i'm really worried about something yeah, no, I usually ask your opinion when I need, like, a woman's perspective on, like, what 
what I thought I said. Right. And then maybe what she heard. Right. And vice versa, like, kind of right. thing. You know what I mean? And that's a great tool like, that you have. Other partners and, and friends and people you can come to with that sort of stuff. Right. To kind of dialogue back and forth. But, you know, you're not coming to me or I'm not coming to you and just being like, so what's your next date like? And... Mm. Where is this going? And have you checked with her? Have you asked her this, this, and this? Like, it's it's not my relationship. Yeah. And I, and and the other piece is like, you might not even like your metas. You might not understand why your partner likes them. You might not uh, have anything in common with them. You might not know them very well. And one of the beautiful things about polyamory is that I can date people that are nothing like you and vice versa so your partner might not be the best person to really understand that relationship and I feel like as partners of the people that are dating other people right that you you're able to really step back from that and be like I might not understand every little part of this relationship it's not mine to understand the whole thing this is, I'm getting a nice view of another side of my partner. You know, he's married to this woman, right? He knows this, this side of her. This wife and mother and whatever their relationship looked like. Now he's seeing who she looks like on a first date, excited to have sex with a new dude. He has never really seen this side. Even when he was in it, like, he didn't see that side of her. He wasn't, he didn't know her that well, whatever. So... I don't know. I think he needs to back off. I think she's she's fine. He can he can see a new side of her and enjoy it. But if he's not going to enjoy it, and if he's going to second guess her decisions that she's not that she's making, that by all accounts that I can see are perfectly reasonable. I mean, I feel like how would he react if she was like really going after some casual sex, or if she was dating way more? I feel like he would be freaking the fuck out. If he's this whatever about this one date she had. Only, the only, uh, this is a caveat. Okay. I want to use the word caveat. I like it. Okay. Go forward. Caveat I see here. And please correct me if I'm using this word incorrectly. It's that there may be some past, some past moments where he has had to pick up the pieces of a broken heart. It's a great use of the word caveat. And he does not want to endure this. He does not want to see her suffer unnecessarily. I, just, yeah. I see your point. I just hate that you always defend the dude. The controlling ass dude. Well, and you're not advocating for a woman's autonomy. <sighs> Why don't you give her the benefit of the doubt that she's a strong, I'm independent just, woman? Why does he get the benefit of the doubt? This is a podcast... That this is Brian's voice when he feels attacked. Oh, so easy like to do. To, You're already like. Eh. I like to give multiple points of view because our audience stretches over multiple genders and things like that. So I, I want to be a voice for. Okay. What? It, so all right. So let's take your caveat. What, what if? Uh, what if? She has a history of getting into relationships and getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Morning. Morning. Um, how his advice isn't even any good. 
let's say you're right and she is like getting hurt left and right and doing all these things like whatever like most dudes so if if the big fear is this dude's gonna hit it and quit it that's Mm -hmm. the fear right hit it and quit it that the husband's worried about Is her asking it just I mean dudes that hit it and quit it aren't just like going on one date and then texting you for twelve days telling you they're going on another date. And a dude that's texting you for twelve days straight, like all the time, I feel like if he is trying to hit and quit it, he would also lie to you and tell you no this is this is serious so regardless <laughs> yeah i mean because in my opinion it's just too early like yes you can ask the question if you want to but i feel like at the end of the day those decisions should be hers yeah because what if he gets all whatever about the question like then she'll feel like her husband told her to ask like you want you need to feel in control of your relationships so if they go south it's because of what you did because of, of which, what, of what I decided to do, right? Like, if you just listen to me, every little thing I said to do in your relationships with other people, and then something went south, then you can just blame me. That's it. And that's fucked up. Because and you would you would just learn to resent me. Like it leads to all these terrible things, right? Instead, if I don't give you that kind of, like, advice, if I just ask you some questions and try to make you think and, and make you decide how you want to act, given the, the information and the, the words I might have for you, then you enter your relationships from a place of, I got this input from my partner or I got this input from a friend or whatever, um, and this is how I decide, I'm deciding to move forward this time. And then when shit blows up in your face, you would be like, Right, well that didn't work but I take full responsibility for what I did in my relationship and yeah maybe that person's advice influenced my decision yeah I like I like taking full responsibility for your relationships I like that yeah have I gotten back on your good graces you're just scared of this fire right now <laughs> I'm scared of the fire. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.